are you listening to? You're listening to the Get to Talk Podcast. What's happening guys, it's Liam and you're listening to the Get To Know Podcast, big at yourself if you're locked in. Now my guest today is an up and coming rapper, like really talented, he's got a big tune out right now, Timo Werner, check that out. He goes by the name of Bouts. Now, it's a great conversation man, like he's really down to earth guy, really passionate about music and... Yeah, I really wish the best for him. Uh, we spoke about how he got into music, you know, his influences, who he rates right now. Yeah, and I really enjoyed this, so stay tuned. You're locked into the Get to Know podcast, and I'm joined by Bouds. Bouds, how you doing, bro? What's up, man? I'm good, bro. How about yourself? Yeah, man. Really good. Really good. Thanks a lot for coming on, man. I'm really excited to, to, to film this with you. Oh, thanks for having me, my guy. I'm looking forward no to it. No problem. Good, man. Good. All right. So um, recently, we've just had the lockdown and I know you're in London, back into tier three. How's it been for you recently? I'm so done with this corona thing, bro. I swear down. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm not like, just... Get over it, <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a myth now, isn't it? A myth now. What about yourself? Yeah, man, same. Um, yeah, obviously, it's, it's, it's locked down, isn't it? Like, there's not really much to do, but... Dude, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm getting through it, but, yeah, I'm done with yeah, it, man. I can't lie. It's Christmas, isn't it? Like, it's just, it's, bruv, it's just long, isn't it, man? Oh, oh. Christmas is the time. Christmas is usually so fun, isn't it? Like, this time of year, like... You know, parties, like Christmas Eve motives, but now yeah, it's yeah, just... Yeah. yeah, for real, bro. It's just... It's a myth, man. It's a myth. Anyways, anyways. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, to start things off, we're going to go into the quick fire round. So, I'm going to ask a series of questions. I'll give you two options. So, you just got to pick the one uh, cool. that, that you prefer. All right. Okay. So, we'll go into this now. So, first question. English or maths? Oh, I was good at both, you know. I think yeah. If you pick one, I would slightly say maths, I enjoyed it more, but I'm equally as good at them. Okay. Okay. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Easy. Films or TV series? Films. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Cats or dogs? Oh, fuck, that's a hard one as well. I'm going to say dogs, but I love them both. Yeah, same. <laughs> Apple or Android? Apple. Nike or Adidas? Adidas. <laughs> Kanye West or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Finally, winter or summer? Normally winter, but obviously this year is a write-off because like, you can't really do it properly because of corona and that, but I'd say winter. Why winter? 
Do you know what? It's Christmas, isn't it? After Christmas, winter's so dead and I hate it. And <laughs> January, February is the worst two months of the year. They're so dead. But winter from like October to, to December is lit. And then, yeah, after that, there's just nothing going on until like April when it's like springtime. Isn't it? Yeah, you get a bit of sunshine and the uh, weather starts yeah, to warm up yeah. a little bit. I hear that. All right, man. So getting into things, talk to me about, you know, you growing up and how you got into music. Um, I've always kind of been into music, to be honest with you. Like, it's always been, like, the first time I, I heard a song that made me deep that, like, music's important to me was, um, because I always used to, I always just used to love music, and like, when I was a kid, I always used to, like, for Christmas and stuff, every Christmas I'd ask for, like, a new stereo or CD player or something, and, like, a couple of CDs. And then one time, my dad must have called me downstairs. I must have been, like, six or seven years old, no older than that. And he was like, yeah, listen to this, you'll like this one. And my dad just got, like, a new computer in the house and stuff. He was just trying to use it. And he was like, he showed me um, 50 Cent and the game, um, Hey, I Love It. And that's the first time I remember I was like, yeah, I was like, that's hard. Like, I remember the music video and all that, and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And since then, it's always just kind of been a thing, isn't it? Like, it's just then, and, like, going up into secondary schools and shit. Like, so, wait, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, going up into secondary schools and stuff, like um my my form tutor was a music teacher. So he encouraged it a lot as well and he taught me how to like play the piano and stuff. And so from there I was just like I was always involved in music. I was always doing music with him. I was always like writing music. Um and like he would always ask me to like perform in like the school talent shows and stuff, like with bars and stuff. So I was just do I've been used to doing it from young to be honest with you. Um, I've even got some pictures of me when I was like 11 years old up on a stage and shit. It's actually jokes. Yeah. So you've been what writing and spitting bars since you were 11? I would say 11. Yeah, I'd say 11. Wow. Yeah, man. So who were your musical influences? My first, the first ever, the first, because I, I'm a bit of a grime head, isn't it? Uh, like growing up, it was just always grime. I even started my music journey with Graham so the first ever Graham song I heard and that's what really clicked to me was Skepta King of Graham like he was the one who kicked it all off like in terms of yeah. me knowing knowing that this is where I belong and this is what I'm trying to do it was Skepta song King of Graham and there was only two other people that I knew that knew that song I would always bump it it was a mad thing and um yeah from there and then after Skepta because Skepta was like the first ever Graham artist I ever found out about and then obviously after that I would I was looking into it I was going on YouTube just Graham and seeing what would come up and obviously there was Kano he's up there Skepta and Kano are my two like top 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 uh Jamie's up there as well um Chip uh Ghetto or Gets he's called now um and then obviously the newer gen when I was growing up myself and writing my own music um, but obviously before I was releasing anything, but then there was obviously the Stormzy's, the AJ Tracy's, the Meridian Dan's and all them on there. Um, and yeah, it was just like that, set, that second wave of grime as well. It's just, yeah. But yeah, no, the, the, the number one always will be the number one in Skepta. So this music teacher, like, did they encourage you to actually write bars? And how, talk to me about the influence they had on you starting music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so because I, because when I was actually younger, I wanted to be an actor. And so when I was in year six, you know, they always do like a year six end of school production thing. And I was one of the main characters in that. And he came to see that, and he, uh, like, he liked me as a performer. 
So when I was in his form tutor, he already knew a little bit about me and knew that I was a bit of a performer and all that stuff. So he was like to me, yeah, like, but I know you're talented, this, this and that. And then he saw that I could play a little bit of the piano. So he taught me how to play it properly. And he knew that I wrote music and he was just like, yeah, like he always encouraged it and all of that stuff. He was like, yeah, like I want you to do music. I want you to be the best you can be. We had a good relationship. So it was always just like anything with him. It was just like, if I ever had any troubles or difficulties at school and stuff, he would always encourage me to try and like just put that energy into music, focus into music, whether it's the piano, whether it's the drums, whether it's the trombone, because for some reason I know how to play the trombone, um, or whether it's like writing it down into music, and I was just like, fair enough. And he just taught me the art of studying it and like reading it and all of that stuff to just understand the technical side. So how many instruments do you play? I play three, which is the piano, the drums, and then the trombone, because in primary school, they just gave us a, all brass instruments. For some, I, I don't know what that was about. And um, yeah, I play free and I'm currently trying to learn the guitar, but it's not going too well. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, why is that? You know what? Yeah, <laughs> it's just not meant for some people, isn't it? Like, it's just not meant for some people. I'm just not one of them people, man. Nah, I hear that. You know what? I actually played guitar when I was young for a little bit. It was one of those where my dad was just like, because he's a guitar player, and he was like, oh, if you had to play an instrument, what would it be? And I was just like, oh, guitar. It wasn't even like I went to him and it's like, yo, want to play guitar? It was just like yeah. he wanted me to play an instrument. At the time, I just wanted to play football, but yeah, it lasted a few years. But <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I can't like guitar. It's so lit, man. I wish I learned it from young as well. Yeah, stick instrument to learn, definitely. Yeah. Just not for me. <laughs> so, uh, what happened uh, with the acting? Do you still do that, or did you lose interest? Yeah, I, I lost it. I lost interest. It's, it's, it's not that I wouldn't do it now. It's just that, like, pursuing a career in it is long, and like I say, like, because uh, I always thought it was acting, when I realised actually it's not acting. It's more just being a performer, and that ended up leaking into music, which is where my true passion and talent lies. Do you know what? Yeah. Um, I would happily do acting. Like, I'd love to do acting in like a movie and stuff. But in terms of studying it and doing that, I'm not a theatre actor. I wouldn't want to act in a theatre like that. I would rather be on TV or in a movie sort of thing. So I would do that sort of like what Kano done, where obviously he made his name as a rapper, but now he's a star in Top Boy. That's what, like, I would love that in it, but not, it's not like a, I don't want to be going to auditions and trying to become an actor like that. That doesn't really interest me. It's just like, I do acting as a secondary thing, not as a primary thing. And how sick was Kato in Top Boy, man? Mate, he's he's fucking wavy, bruv. He's the hardest character in the whole show. I'm not even joking. Yeah, definitely. So wavy. Yeah, man. It's mad how how well he's taken to it, man. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. Like, bro, like you see, you see, like artists all the time try to branch out and do acting and sometimes they're like like it's natural to him like obviously with Stormzy and Brotherhood isn't it like obviously his character was a bit of a comical guy but you can see acting was was it's not natural whereas with Kano it just it's just like it's just too easy for him same with Dave as well Dave Dave went hard as well in Top Boy it was just it just seems natural to them man yeah I was just about to say if Dave was sick man like I was getting like Joker vibes from his character yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. Was... played it proper proper well man Mm, I'm disappointed that he, he's gone, man. Yeah, but to be honest with you, they'll probably they'll probably bring back another like another artist or something for the next series or something. Get some of them. To, I'm just, I'm gas for Top Boy to be honest. I can't wait for the second season. Yeah, same. You see, they started filming as well. Yeah, yeah, they started filming again. I can't lie. Yeah, I'm just gas for it. I love the whole thing. The whole UK, the whole UK scene, like whether it's music and the music leaking into acting, anything that's UK, I'm repping it. I promise you now, it doesn't matter. Anything that's UK, I'm on it. 
I'm on it. So, with the you know performing, how did you actually like in terms of how did you actually get into doing it? Because you know, there's having the idea and but then there's actually having the confidence to actually go out there and do it. So how did that come about? Was it difficult? What, in regards to music? Yeah. Um, I don't know. When I was younger, like, you don't really think about embarrassment or shame, innit? So I was up just getting on stage doing it and just like, I didn't really care up until I was about 14. And I kind of stopped a bit. And I was like, because obviously when you're 14, you start growing up, you start worrying about what people think about you and all that stuff and girls and all of that shit. So yeah, like it wasn't really on my mind like that. But then when I got to about 17, like I remember going through a bit of a hard time and I remember just like, like I bought myself a little electric piano and just started playing it like as a way to just like turn my mind off shit or whatever. And I was like, after like, <clears throat> playing the actual piano then I start writing music to what I've just played on the piano and all of a sudden I come out with a song and it was a good song and I, I remember I showed um, two of my friends and both of them said like I can't lie you know when your friend shows you music and you think it's going to be shit and it was like it wasn't shit this was fucking hard like this was a mad thing and I was like are you, like, you sure you're just saying that and they was like no that's fucking hard I was like okay so from there I kind of like it kind of just built in it like I went from making them types of music da, da, da. this was all like nothing ever released and then one day I after I'd showed a few people this this and that and wrote a little few things here here and there I showed one of my boys something like it was like a video of me on snapchat or something like that that I, I recorded myself spitting and it was to the JME instrumental um the song's called P uh it's a remix of the rhythm and gash instrumental and um yeah I know that yeah, yeah. I recorded my remix of it he was like, oh, that's fucking hard. Put it on, drop it on Twitter, drop it on Instagram, drop it on Twitter. I was like, why? Like, it's not that deep. And he was like, just drop it, just drop it. I was like, all right, fine, I'm, I'll drop that one then. And I put it on there. And I didn't expect nothing of it. I went to sleep, I woke up. And bear in mind that this time I had like 200, 300 followers on Twitter. And they had gotten like 80 retweets and like 200 likes. And to me at the time, that was like the most I'd ever got. And I was like, bro, what? I was like, people like that one, swear down. And he was like, yeah, and I gained like 20 or 30 followers from it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of lit. Da, 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 da. So from there, I kind of just went, you know what? Like, fuck it. Let me, let's me let see what sort of reception I get if I keep dropping like little teasers here and there. So I dropped some and the next one got like 100 retweets. And then the next one got 150 retweets. And then I dropped that Tiago Silva one and it got like 200 retweets. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of like, I can see people think I'm good. Let me actually drop down. So then I got Fire in the Car as my first like freestyle on YouTube, like proper freestyle. And yeah, people seem to like it. So from there, I just thought, fuck it. Now that's sick, man. Right. So with you, it's it's obviously quite organic. You know, you've done it for a long time, and you know, you just explained there. You know, you just explored your music, and it got a good reception. But yeah, yeah. with social media, it's it makes things it's easier to be seen, which is great. But do yeah. you think now in this day and age, maybe clout is as valuable as as talent, and maybe it's because it's harder for people with talent yeah. to kind of achieve because clout plays such a, an important role. I mean, absolutely, but at the same time, I, I think that's always been the case, just in different forms. Because reputation is always going to be something that um, gives you leverage. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like the simple fact of it is, if you don't want a bad reputation, don't give yourself a bad reputation. Like back in the day, if it was 15 years ago and people were handing out CDs outside JD Sports and stuff, like as they used to do as, the, as a way to get their name heard or all of that stuff. If people knew your name, let's say there's a name, there's a guy called, I don't know, 
bottled i'm just gonna give it a random name because i don't want to name drop someone uh like let's say there's a guy called bottles he's a rapper and he's handing out his cd but if everybody knew this guy is a guy that was like he spoke to underage girls all the time he's still like it doesn't matter how good he is like no one's gonna no one's gonna fuck with him do you know what i'm saying yeah so it's, it's always been a thing i think it's just social media makes it easier for people to have reputation like wait or or to not have reputation to have a bad reputation um either way to be honest with you like i feel like it's, it's all the same thing just times that by a hundred to what it used to be so it's still all in the same sort of proportion <clears throat> if you go up here yeah yeah i do so with you what's the creative process like i mean could you just say all right this afternoon i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna write some bars or is it more you know it'll just come to you and you think oh, okay i need to sit down and do something you, it's interesting you asked me that because for a long time um it's been the the latter it's been i can't just sit down and write i have to wait for something to come to me and once it comes to me i need to take the opportunity and grab it and then turn it into music but like i felt like i started to become a bit of an excuse and a bit like just being lazy a little bit as like because i go studio all the time because two of my boys they're producers so we work together all three of us so we make songs together us three so they produce the beat and then i make the song out of it so um but they'd always ask me okay this beat's hard do you think you can get something down for it and i'd be like no i don't write like that bro i don't write like that and it's just it's just too like I don't like that in it. Like when I thought of it, I don't. I don't think there's a skill on this planet that can't be developed. Like you can develop it. You can learn it. You can teach yourself. So I thought after that, I decided like I'm gonna start writing on the spot. Like because if you can only do something when you're motivated, then it's not for you. You need to be disciplined and do it, even at the times you don't want to or you don't think you can. Like that's just how it works. No one ever made it anywhere by just being purely motivated because it's just not possible to always be motivated to do something. It's just simple as that. No matter how much you love it, it's not possible to be motivated 24-7. So you have to be willing to do it even when you're not. And even if I write something and then turn around the next day and look back at it and go, I don't really like it, I still got something to know that I want to change it as opposed to just not having nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? It just makes it easier knowing what like what, what, what path you're on and all of that stuff. <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you're still making progress in it, even if you've written some bars that you don't like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like like I say, bro, if I get something down and then a day later I look back at it and go, no, that's cheesy or the flow don't bang or that's too forced. At least I know that and I can change that into something that isn't too forced or isn't cheesy or it does bang. And now, all of a sudden, out of me forcing myself to do something, I've got a banging verse that I can slap on a banging song and it will do well. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah. All right, so speaking of songs, so, you know, Timo Werner's recently come out um, big yeah. tune, man. Very big tune. Yeah. I'm a fan. Tune, my guy. I'm a real nice guy, but my bro come through, that's curtains. They said that your goons them bad, my guy. We'll see who's better in person. And I don't do guns or knives, cause my bro might grip that burner. Spin round in a speedy German one shot, bang like Timo Werner. Aye, aye, who's that? What's that? Talk better than bad, you're not that. Got a bro of a bro on arm, so bro might cock that, grab it and pop that. Might cock that, grab it and squeeze it. So I don't do rap, so your girlfriend's back, so the time man's grabbing and squeezing. Their tea car, grab a man, leave him. So we whitewash man like Purcell. My, my team don't do acting, trust me. We we don't do no rehearsal I'm a big man but I'm not 30 That's straight hands when I'm Urkel So you know I don't mean 4-4 four, four When I say that I gotta stay two times Virgil Van Dyke Man I'm on a patch that's purple That's dry Big balls back with a bang I'm that guy X marks a spot the cross on his head So you'll watch the prick get baptised Yeah that's right don't, don't, don't want smoke when I fuck that Big man where your four door trucks at Yeah we already know I'm a good G You don't wanna meet my guy with a rucksack 
But wait, you really know what it is. How, yeah. how many times did I man say how many times and he still got caught on the strip? Talk to me about how the idea for, for that came. That was that that was a funny story. So I play I play a bit of FIFA. Um I'm a little bit good at FIFA. <laughs> so last year, um on FIFA 20 it was on my ultimate team. I had a, a German league team and Timo Werner was obviously smashing it in the German league. And I don't know if you play ultimate team, but ultimate team like reflects real life performances. So if, if they're doing well in real life, they'll get like an inform player or something. Yeah. Player of the month. And Timo Werner must have got two player of the month. So I got both of them player of the month cards. And he was just banging like every single game, just bang a goal, bang a goal, bang a goal. And like every time he scored, I just, I don't know where it came from, but I'd always go one shot, bang. And, it, and then it turned into one shot, bang that Timo Werner. One shot, bang that team. And all of a sudden, um, during the beginning of lockdown, actually, like the first lockdown, like way back in like May it was at this point, um, my boy was living up in Knotts on his own in his Uniacom because uh, he had the whole house to himself and like everyone else had gone home other than him. So I moved. So he came back to London and then he went back up and he asked me to go up with him. So I went up there to live. And when we was on the train, I was there kind of like free. I was listening to instrumental, I was freestyling, and all of a sudden, uh, spin, uh, grip that burner, spin around in a speedy German one shot, bang that team of one. I was like, that's fucking hard. I was like, that's catchy as shit. And I said it to my boy T. And I was like, hey, T, hear this. I was like, it was the my grip that burner. And he was like, oh, that's fucking hard. Da, 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 the whole team, because he knew every time I played him on FIFA, I was there shouting one shot, bang that team of one. So he knew already that it was a thing. And then, yeah, from there, like when I was in knots, we'd just be listening to instrumentals on, on the big speakers in the living room. And it, literally it was just, I would freestyle, I'd freestyle, I'd freestyle, find something good, write it down, get it. Freestyle, 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 write it down, good. All of a sudden, like after about two weeks of doing that, we had a banger and yeah, it was lit. Sick. And uh, how's, how have you found the reception and how has it done uh, against your expectations? Oh, crazy, bro. Like, when I first dropped it on... So I, I first dropped a snippet on Twitter. When we made the instrumental to that, we wasn't, like, we wasn't making an instrumental for that. I, didn't, I hadn't even written the song yet. All I had at that point was One Shot Bang That Team or Werner, like the, the hook. Um, I'd actually even leased a different instrumental for that song. So I've even got an instrumental that I've leased that I was going to use for that song. But then I was at the studio with my boys and... Um, there was like, yeah, I want you to get some, write something for this. And I was like, I've already got something. Let me just try it out and see how it sounds. And I spat it and I was like, yeah, that's hard. And it kind of just became that. So um, we recorded a little snippet on that day, just like the first 30, 40 seconds of it. And um, I, pr prior to dropping it on Twitter, because Twitter is my main source, it's not Instagram for me. I need to, to be honest, I need to up my Instagram, like, usage because that's a big market but that's a different convo but um so before i put it on twitter uh my highest amount of retweets that i'd ever got on something was like 200 retweets it was on my tiago silver remix um which yeah people seem to like so then when i dropped that i remember like i, I put it on twitter because i don't really tend to think too much about numbers like, like the way i see it is like I'm talented, people will see that one day. Eventually, I'll be where I gotta be. It's that it's like one way or another, I'll get where I gotta be. So um, I don't I don't really think about numbers too much. I wasn't there like waiting to see who's retweeting it and DMing it to people trying to get. I don't really do that. I kind of just drop it. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. So I dropped it. Went downstairs. I don't remember what I did downstairs. Maybe ate dinner or something like that. Came back upstairs, and after thirty minutes, it got like a hundred retweets and like two hundred likes. 
And I was like, fucking hell, like that's that's a mad thing, like in 30 minutes. And then I was a bit gassed because everyone was going, fucking hell, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. And then it just exploded in it and it went viral. It got like over a thousand views, over three thousand, four thousand likes, whatever it is, I don't know. And um, yeah, like it just the reception it got was a mad thing. Everyone was just like, there was only, like, obviously you get a few people that are going, oh, this is shit and I fucking hate this type of music. But um, like 98% of it was people just breading me off, like, this is fucking hard and this guy's sick and all that stuff. So I was like, say no more. And then I, I, I gave a date, October 16th, which is mad because I dropped that snippet the first week of September and I thought waiting six weeks might mean I lose a little bit of um, capital. But I didn't like it. Just it made anticipation just build and build and build. Like people was, people were saying one shot bang like Timo Werner before I'd ever even released a song. Like people was just using it as a term. That's fucking catchy. One shot bang. If you go on Twitter and search up one shot bang like Timo Werner, the amount of people that have just written it like when he scores a goal or something like that is crazy, bro. It gasses me every time. So um, yeah. Then the song dropped and it done proper proper well. And then after doing so well in the first week, it got put on like one of those Spotify algorithmic playlists and then that kind of just propelled it. And it's now sitting on like almost 40K on Spotify, I believe. It's honestly like, when I tell you before I released anything, I was sitting there thinking 10K is a good, like that's a very good, very good uh, return. 10K would be like, I can't even imagine that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my first yeah. my debut release, 10K, that's gassed. Like I'm gassed off that. But yeah. Um, it's now sitting on nearly 40k. I've had um like ARs and, and radio stations hit me up about it and all that stuff. So at this point I just gotta uh, keep the ball rolling and drop some more shit, man. Definitely, man. And congratulations on, on, on that success, man. Well deserved. I like, that's how I first heard of you. Like I saw this I saw that snippet. Um and then I remember, yeah, and then when the tune dropped on the day, that's when I saw the full link and I clicked it. I was like, okay. And then funny enough, yeah, I remember the next day I was in the pub with some of my mates and um, he's watching the Chelsea game. And then he got his first two Premier League goals like on yeah, the, the next day. day. The next and day. The yeah. next day. And I, I was no no word of a lie. I thought of that tune. I was like, that is mad. <laughs> like, Bro, you don't understand. I was in the studio on that day, yeah. And when that happened, Timo Werner bagged a goal. Because I was literally saying, I was like, if Timo Werner bags a goal today, like, this is written in the stars, isn't it? Like, his first Premier League goals. And I dropped it, and literally the whole of Twitter exploded. Every If you search it up for that date, one shot bang, or whatever it is, bang like Timo Werner. Because that was never a saying before I dropped it. Like, that was never a thing until I dropped it. Mm. So when I dropped it, it was one shot bang. Everyone was just going, one shot bang like Timo You could scroll for, like, hours, and it was just bare people saying, one shot bang like Timo Werner. I was like, that's a mad thing. And then he went and scored again. And I was like, nah, this is just too good to be true. It's just free promo, isn't it? Every time he scores a goal, like everyone's just spitting the bar. It's just crazy. He went on a little purple patch after that as well. I think yeah, he got yeah. like five and eight or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since then, he's been shit, but <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you found it? How have you dealt with you know the success and how you make sure you stay grounded and yeah, what's important for you now, having done so well? To be honest, like, I don't see it as, as nothing like that, to be honest. I mean, it's nice. Like, don't get me wrong. I do get DMs, people going like, oh, you're fucking hard and all that stuff and you're sick. Da, 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 da. But like, it's it's not really, it's still it's still nothing yet. Do you know what I mean? Not that the support is nothing. The support is amazing. That's what keeps me going. But um, in regards to like staying grounded and stuff, like, it's, it's not even close to something that I could ever get carried away with. Not yet. Like, this is just the beginning. Um, 
And to be honest, like I say, as, as me as a person, I know a lot of people say this, um, like prior to being famous or successful, whatever you want to say. But um, me as a person, I'm not really gassed off of that sort of stuff anyway, like attention or all that sort of stuff. So staying grounded for me is kind of like, it's always, I feel like it's always going to be like that just because, like, don't get me wrong, like numbers are, are nice, but they're not the fuel and end all. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I do get 10 million streams, I'll be gassed. I'll be like, oh my God, 10 million, that's amazing. Da, 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 da. But what I'll be more focused on is, what does this mean for me? What opportunities do I now have because of this? The exposure, have I been exposed to the right people? That sort of thing. It's more of a business sort of mindset, more of a, more than a, oh, I'm famous, look at me, everyone loves me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it has been nice. Like I say, it's been good, um, like receiving a lot of love and stuff, but I'm humble with it. It's just, it just means a lot to me more than, more than anything else. Sick, man. So, you know, one thing that you say in there, and you've mentioned it before in like in other tunes, you yeah. say that, you know, I'm not using guns or knives. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. is that is that a message that you make like a, an effort to include? Is yeah. it something that you consciously do? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think one of the issues with UK music is that people only want to hear you if you're talking about shit that's not good for no one. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm the same. I love listening to music like that as well. Like, I listen to drill, I listen to grime and all that stuff. Like, it's fucking wavy. Like, people saying, like, bruv, I don't even, like, there's so many ridiculously foul bars, but they're the ones that get you hyped in it. So I thought, like, before I even done music, I always thought to myself, I'm not going to sit there and lie. I'm not going to sit there and talk about shit that I'm not on. Like, I'll tell the truth and everything. I'm not going to lie and be like, yeah, I'll come to your yard and I'll burst you because I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> however, I know people that could, you know, them ones. <laughs> but, like, no, on a real one though, it's like, yeah, like I feel like making music like give you that same feeling of that sort of getting gassed. Because like, like when you listen to Joe and people are talking about like guns and knives and dipping man on mains and all of that stuff and how many times they demand this, like it gets you gassed. Like that's the whole point of it. You get hyped because it's like, oh, that's a whole bad boy attitude. It's like, yeah, all of this stuff. It gets you hyped. It's like, that's a fucking, that's fucking hard. So my aim is to kind of give people that same feeling, but not promote that sort of shit because i don't stand for that sort of shit i'm not going to sit there and talk about knives and guns when a i don't fuck with them and b i don't really like obviously like i just i just don't like just it's not it's not me in it it's just not me um but obviously growing up in ends and stuff you, like you're around it anyways and like it's not it's not like out of my reality but it's just not my personal choice to use that shit me personally if i'm ever gonna have a problem with somebody we deal with it left and right you know what i'm saying That's yeah how that is um but yeah no i do i make the effort to to try and give that same feeling of the whole like get you hyped but as well as the message like but i'm going to be honest with myself that's not me i don't do guns or knives but i still want you to feel as gassed as you would as if i would have said something about guns or knives and that's why a lot of the song is is like like i say um but my bro might grip that burner Spin around yeah. the German one shot bang like Timo Werner. Like the whole point of that is like more more than anything, more than bro might grip that burner. Like spin round in a speedy German and then one shot bang like Timo Werner. That's a that's a, a metaphor, isn't it? It's a metaphor for Timo Werner being a fast German player who's gonna score after one shot. Like that's what that is. That's just what the bar is. But obviously the the other side of that bar is spin round in a speedy German car, one shot bang, which is obviously a gun. Timo Werner. So I'm not completely against the whole guns and knives stuff because, like I say, it's not really out of my reality for that to have been, that like, I've been around that stuff in my life, just knowing people and being around certain people and all that stuff. But um, 
I'm not gonna lie about it and say that's what I'm on because it's not. It's just not. So yeah. With the Timo Werner tune, like, do you reckon he's heard it? Nah, I don't think so. Nah, I'll be glad he did because yeah, a lot of people were at, like when it first came out, a lot of people were at him or at in Chelsea and being all like, "Yeah, like you got to use this in a comp or something." But obviously, I'm an Arsenal fan, as you can see up here. All my Arsenal fans so um, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I wasn't really trying to push for that to be honest. Because if I got a Chelsea co-sign, it would be like bittersweet. It'd be like it's lit that I'm getting closer, but Chelsea. Uh, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the tune, if you don't know, uh, that's a big tune, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big tune. So I love the tune, but I also love the tweet to Jeremy asking to use his flow beforehand. Talk yeah. to me about that. Okay, again, that's a funny one. Um, so Jeremy did this thing. I think it was twenty nineteen. He for the whole year he jumped off all social media. So he, yeah, I remember. And I remember on the thirty first of December, the night before, I was thinking to my, I don't know why this thought came across my head. Maybe a Jeremy song came on at the party I was at. Was at. But I was like, oh shit, Jeremy! Like, do you, like, imagine he jumps on Twitter tomorrow. And I thought to myself, he's probably going to be active if he's on Twitter. Like, he's probably going to trying to be seeing what people are on and stuff. Like, being back involved again. So I thought, if I tweet him, I wonder if he'll reply. So the next day, I saw him tweeting as soon as I woke up. I was like, okay. I was like, let me at him and just see if he replies. So I added him. I was like, yo, can I use your flow? And he was like, of course. And I was like, oh shit, he replied. Okay. And then, yeah, like I say, I made the song, but it was like a, like a Jeremy themed song. It was his instrumental. It was, if you don't know, which is obviously his thing as well. And then in the second verse, it was like, if you don't know about, if you don't know, Jeremy's where I got that flow. Um, that's how the second uh, verse starts. And then, yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but after that, when I actually dropped the snippet, uh, I added Jeremy in it and he reposted it. And like, oh, swear. yeah, he reposted that. That for me was one of the biggest moments in my music. Like realizing that I might, like, if Jamie rates me, I might actually be good at this. <laughs> I always no, thought, sorry, I did see that. I did see because yeah. I remember he's like, oh, mum, I've made it. Like, yeah, mum, I've made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a magic. Yeah, Listen. If you don't know about big bows by now, brew boy, check out the ting. Yeah, for my do grime, then I do rap, then I do grime, then I roll back and sing. I am the best MC my age. You already know that I do my ting. Prince of the game and the air to the phone, like brew boy, soon come and be king. I said, if you don't know about big bows by now, brew boy, check out the ting. Yeah, for my do grime, then I do rap, then I do grime, then I roll back and sing. I am the best MC my age. You already know that I do my ting. Prince of the game and the air to the phone, like brew boy, soon come and be king. Look, yo, we telling me, got your girl on my line is she belling me now i've got a flying out from cardiff into man city like a name's craig bellamy you don't want to want to want again we'll go bar for bar you'll get spun again i don't do four fours i do 16s come to man city get gunned again if you chat to me then you're licked but if you chat to t then you're pissed man try say that he's better than me turn around like who's bread is this man can't chat to me about flow man can't chat to me about rhymes man can't chat to me about uk grime when the whole team's actually mine i said if you don't know about big bows by now brew boy then you're bluffing man won't go bar for bar with me but a couple dead MCs in a coffin, put a couple dead MCs in a grave. That's why I'm you try to get brave. Fuck all the haters, fuck all the pagans, don't try bread my man, I'm on stage. Wait, man, try tell me to suck my mum. I said, wait, brother, who what me? What? You are not alone, me? You 
get banged in your face, my G. And if you get banged in your face by me, probably get banged in your face by T. Yeah, my name's Buzz, but you can say Kane, cause you see a tombstone when they hit a tag team. Look, if you don't know about if you don't know, JME's where man got that flow. Switch them bars to fit my preference, signed out off for the Harvard reference. Yeah, I took from JME, and I also took from AJT, and I also took from Stormzy, but now you're gonna hear... So, you know, I remember seeing that just beforehand, like, the video got corrupted, so you had to reshoot a new one. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. So we got a bunch of, um, so we did a whole music video for it. And um, just as just as it was done editing, cause, and this is when I learned a big lesson, was that never edit on the day that you're trying to release it. <laughs> it was all very unprofessional and last minute, yeah. But I had edited it the night before. And then when I went to look back at the footage before I'd actually put it up on YouTube, um, it was all corrupt and I was like, I haven't got enough time to make a whole new music video. So I had to just run out and record a one take for the whole song. And I, that's what I put in the description of the thing. I was like, basically the actual music video was corrupt. So here's what I've got for now. Sorry that it's like not a proper music video, but this is all I got. But to be honest, I, I prefer it now to be honest. I was just going to say, I think it's sick. It's a proper old school like, yeah. vibe. It's like, it reminds me of like, you know, when like Lord of the Mites where they're spitting in the dungeon, they're just going for it. Like that's what yeah. it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah, literally. Because it was, it, bro, we did it like down the down the side of some alleyway near some bins, bro. Like it was like proper ghetto shit, dude. We just went anywhere we could find some sort of light shining down that was just like secluded area. That was the first place we found. We turned the corner, backed out the camera and it was just like, fuck it, just couldn't get it down, couldn't get it done. So yeah. What was the original idea? The original idea was just music video just like it was actually meant to be quite a comedic music video actually having said that the original music video was quite funny um but i feel like it didn't properly capture the essence of like just the whole rawness of it because that is a very like it was all just quite raw and uh how important do you think it is to be re releasing uh, freestyles as well as and um as well as songs and having that balance um I'm glad you asked me that because for me, freestyles are just, I prefer freestyles to songs. I prefer freestyles to actual music. Um, freestyles for me are just like the most, the most important above anything. I'm always, always like, bro, at 10 million, 50 million followers, whatever, yeah. No matter how much money or fame or whatever, if I ever get there, the f I'm freestyles, it's happening. Like Stormzy, when he was doing his Wicked Skangman, for me, that was just like the perfect set of freestyles. And to see it from, from one to four as well, I wish he still done them, to be honest with you. Um, Cause they're fucking, freestyles and ciphers as well. I just think they're too important to the culture, to be honest. And stuff like clashes and all of that stuff. Like I just love all that shit. That's the grime in me talking. Cause like, like I say, I love grime, but yeah, freestyles, it's too important, man. Not not even just for yourself, not even just for your own like capital and your own journey, but also just for the culture, innit? Like freestyles is kind of just a way of like I feel like it's more close to the audience when you're freestyling, especially depending on the way the video is. And when Stormzy was dropping Wicked Skangman, it felt like he was doing it for his fans, not for himself. Yeah. And then when he releases, it would feel like it, that's his thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. And uh, have you had a clash? No, not a proper clash. I haven't. Never proper. I've done it with a man them and stuff, yeah. but not like not like a proper clash. No. Would you? I I would say, like for me, like yes, but the journey I'm trying to go on musically, I don't think it fits. Yeah. 
I don't think it fits. Uh, so probably not, at least not at this stage. But like my aim is because grime isn't like, I don't want to say grime is dead because I don't believe it's dead. But it's it's certainly asleep. <laughs> it's um, grime is it's not what it used to be. Basically, when I say that, like it's like it, that's been taken over by drill and then like whatever you want to call this new version of drill, like pop drill or whatever. But um, grime grime is not what brings in like capital and all of that stuff. Like I got more followers and capital from Team Awana than I did from all of the music I done before combined, which is all grime. Um, but I, still, I haven't lost my love for Graham or, or nothing like that and my plan is always if I ever do make it somewhere and have a platform to then bring Graham up as opposed to like kind of put that ceiling over myself and like that that be my limit because there, there's a lot of stigmas around Graham now like the new generation see Graham as an old man's thing and it's like as much as, as sick as Graham is it's, it's the, like for me it's the best thing that's ever come out of this country musically um, as sick as Graham is it's it hasn't got the respect from the younger generation the generation that are bringing in the money and are bringing in the stuff so if if my mentality is if i become somebody that these kids want to be like and then show them grime then they'll get gassed and that's it that's bringing a new audience to grime as opposed to going straight into grime from not having a platform and then not being able to bring anybody else into it and shine any more light on it do you know what i'm saying so grime is always a part of my plans but as for now no I would say. Would you describe? In terms of sorry, go on. Uh, just in terms of clashing, just. In terms okay. Of would you describe Timo Werner as grime? No, I wouldn't. I don't really know what Timo Werner is to be honest. It was intended to be drill, but it's not drill. Mm. Like it started off as drill, but it's not really. It's like a lot because some people have been confused about that. Somebody like a couple people have said, "Oh, this is a grime song." I've told them it's not. A couple of people have said this is a, a drill song and I've told them it's not really. It's kind of somewhere in the middle, add a couple of other stuff on top of it, different genres, just privacy. It's kind of, a, it's very different to a lot of other stuff. Because um, like I say, drill is very focused on a certain lifestyle. Timo Werner kind of steps away from that lifestyle. And Grime is focused on a sort of sound and tempo and, and, and feeling and kind of step away from that. And it's kind of in the middle of both of them. So yeah, it's somewhere in the middle, but it's not a mix of the two. It's a bit confusing, but I don't know, to be honest. I would say if you had to typecast it to anything, I would probably say drill, only because the beat was intended to be a drill beat until we added them grimish elements to it. So I would say drill. And would you describe yourself as a grime artist? No, I'm not, I'm not an artist to any specific genre. The music I make, I make, I just make music I want to make at the time. Like if I hear a bunch of, if like for example, if I'm listening to a, like Central C and I think he's hard, I'll take inspiration from Central C. Obviously I won't just copy Central C, but like I'll take inspiration, he'll be like, okay, that's a sound that I like, cool. And then if I'm in the studio the next day, I'll probably be like, um, I'll probably like find myself taking inspiration from that song. So like, Oh, because he does a certain like I guess you want, I guess it's drill like a variation of drill I'd probably be more inspired to do a drill song that day or if it's like I say if I'm listening to Kano and Skepta then the next day I'll probably be more inspired to do grime if I'm listening to Ed Sheeran I might even do a love song do you know what I'm saying like I've got a load of different um songs on my phone that I haven't released and that aren't finished and stuff um that I just like 
like one's crime, one's chill, one's R&B, one's some sort of techno shit. Like it's just, there's loads of shit. You'll see when it comes to me dropping albums, like um, the different tastes and stuff. But right now I'm kind of trying to build a, a solid fan base first and you can't really jump to left and right with that. So you've got to kind of stick in a certain direction. So how important do you think it is to, you know, experiment with different sounds as opposed to maybe just like finding a winning formula and just sticking with that? I think it depends what type of artist you are. I think if you're, like I say, because I'm not too focused on image so much. Like I don't need my image to be, um, I'm a bad boy and that stuff. Like my image is, um, I'm me and I'm always going to be me. And you're either gonna like me for it or you're not gonna like me for it. But either way, I'm still gonna be in your face. You're still gonna hear my music. So you're gonna to have to get used to it one way or another. And like, that's me. I'm not concerned about people what people think about me in, in the respect that like, oh, he's he's this, he's that, like, oh, he's not a bad man. I never claim to be a bad boy. Do you know what I'm saying? I never claim to be this and that. So um like I say, everything in my music is true and I'm honest with it. I guess the kind the, the kind of like vibe I give off is being like a like quite a, like a, just a cheeky guy, like just making music, being a bit cheeky in his music and all of that stuff and being a bit like on the line of, oh, that's a bit cheeky, mate, and all that stuff. That's what I give off and I'm happy with that, innit? So I think for me, I could get away with jumping left and right a little bit and experiment on music because like I've not, I've not typecasted myself to being a certain character or being a certain person. Um, whereas I feel like if somebody was strictly a driller, like and like proper drill like when they're talking about doing like, the most mad, maddest of mad things um they're a bit more like you can't drop 10 drill songs and all of a sudden drop a love song obviously you can it depends on how the love song is but like i'm talking about like a like you can't drop like an adele or someone like you remix <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like uh, you, like like ld for example he did it when he dropped his um the ep he dropped i think it was an ep and that was fucking hard every song on that is fucking wavy uh, and there was two two songs that were like uh love songs i want to say it like that um but the one with young ads and it's like he's a driller but he branched out correctly he like he did it right he did it because he it, you still capture the element of him but he's experimenting he's moved away from just strictly drill he's like so yeah i think it just depends on where you are in your career but i do think experimenting with music is always a good idea this is Iman Lake, and you're listening to the Get to Know podcast. And something that you said, like um, going back to when you said, "Oh yeah, if I listen to Central C, you know, I, I could, I like him. I won't just straight up copy him." Yeah. What, what are your views on say people like MCs borrowing other people's flow? Like you know how you asked it, Amy, but like, what are your thoughts on it? Someone's adopting another MC style. The grime in me. Because Graham is a little bit different to the rest of it. So, for example, with the Central C thing, if I was to just go and copy his flow, it's not really, like, it's not the culture to do that. It's not in the culture. But Graham has always been in the culture, in clashes and stuff, to use people's flows against them and bars against them. So, um, even I was doing Graham, I was a big fan of using people's flows but crediting them for it. I would never claim it to be my own. And I think that's the important bit. Never claim that it's your flow when it's clearly not. I would always go, um, I would always mention if I used a flow or more time I would mention after using a flow whose flow it was so I remember in the, I don't know if you've heard the lights out freestyle on my YouTube but there's a bit where I go 860s 24s 40 864s 96s and that's chips bar from the the um tune made of Stormzy uh I can't remember what it's called now um it's like hear this that's it 
And so his bar goes 816, 24s, 48, 64s, 96s. Um, Chip's got too many bars, you can't risk this. I think that's what he says. I don't remember. But I said 816, 24s, 48, 64s, 96s. Chip's got too many bars and I nicked it. So I just wanted to credit him and show people like, that's not my bar. I just think it's hard and I want to bread him for it. And then I went on to my own flow. Because if you listen to my music, you'll see I do use a lot of other flows. But it's all like, um, it's 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 not stealing it. I'm not claiming it to be mine. And I'm not like, it's none of that. It's just appreciating it and showing love for it and being like, da, da, da. So again, in the JME song, it's, if you don't know about, if you don't know JME's when I got that flow. And then something about also borrowed from AJT and Stormzy and Skepta, like in that whole verse, it's like somebody even made a joke about it saying, man done um, on his biography and in the tune, it was like fair enough, it's kind of jokes because I'm all for crediting the people that you're inspired by. So I think it's calm if you're doing it in that respect. I think in grime, it's different to anything else. As long as you're not claiming it to be your own, I don't see it as a problem. So this year, you know, a lot of rappers or a few rappers have had, you know, really good mainstream success. You know, Heady One, yeah. Jay Huss, Nines, they've all had number one albums. What does that do for you as a, an up and coming artist? That's just inspiring, man. It's just a big, big, big inspiration to see, um, to see people from ends, like ends like mine, but just like building together, growing together, like, the, the scene now people that once came from nothing are now making enough noise to get the top of the whole charts in the UK do you know what I'm saying like that's that there is just a mad thing so it just it kind of just shows you uh, it gives you more hope really as, a, as an upcoming artist just knowing that like it's not even like it's not impossible like it's not it's not even close to impossible it's happened more, more than once now like this like, this is the best time to be doing what I'm doing and why do you think so many projects from the scene are enjoying so much success these days? Um, I mean, there's a big rabbit hole you can go into with that question. I think, I think it's just become cool now to be part of that sort of part of that sort of scene or be that type of person. Like I say, like, like we're just making so much noise now. Like, I don't, I don't really like using the term urban, but the urban scene. Um, it's just making a lot of noise. It's becoming way more desirable. People have like realized that like there's money here. There's like, late labels are picking up now as well because they just know like you can make money off of this scene now. Like it's not it's not underground anymore. Like they can't hold us down anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? So they had no choice but to let us in, and now we're in number one albums. Every time somebody wants to drop something, we're we're smashing it. We as in people from this scene obviously not me as in you know i'm not trying to say i'm with them yet but you know what i'm saying so it's funny you mentioned labels because for me growing up it was always getting a record deal was kind of like the, the be all and end all it's like yeah I'm, I'm able to get a record deal but now you've got artists doing it independently like Stormzy yeah. achieved a lot of success independently aj trace he's killing it he's independent i think dave as well yeah so what are your thoughts on on potentially getting a record deal or, or staying unsigned and independent i've always said to myself like if someone's trying to sign you to a record uh, deal uh, if someone's trying to sign you to a record deal it's because they 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 know that you'll make the money. They're trying to profit off you, and if and if labels know that you'll that you'll make their money, then you must be able to make money yourself without their help. Um, 
I think personally, I would always prefer to stay independent just because like, I have control over my own career. But if there was an offer too good to refuse, I'm not going to blacklist it. I'm not going to blacklist ever signing for a, signing a deal. But I would definitely prefer the independent route. And I also think it means more as well if you do it independently. Um, I mean, having said that, you never know, because obviously if you work hard enough for a big deal, you can't judge someone for taking a deal. I never would. Like I say, if if they handed me the same deal they handed H, <laughs> I'm signing <laughs> on So um, yeah, man, it's just it just depends. It just depends. But unless unless the offer is literally like too good to refuse, then I, I, I wouldn't want to sign a deal. Like, I wouldn't sign for anything less than, I'm going to say six figures. And not even just like low end six figures. I'm talking like mid to high end six figures because, uh, and that's even just now, let alone if I can make it further in my career and get bigger and bigger. Because I have a lot of belief in myself. I see myself going far. I know what it takes. I know I've got the talent. I know I've got the, the charisma. So it, I'll get there. Like I say, I'll get there by force one way or another. Um, yeah, it's just a label can either, like, if it's, like I say, if it's not too good to refuse, then I'll refuse. No, good man. Now, you've kind of thought, spoke to me about who your top uh, MCs are, like maybe full time. Who would you say are your top five UK rappers right now? Right now? <sighs> okay, that's a big one. Right now. Central C is up there. Uh, this is no order. Central C is up yeah. there. He's fucking wavy. Um. Right now, that's a question, you know. Um, I'm gonna say Skepta because Skep, Skep, I just can't replace Skepta on any sort of list. Like, I still listen to Skepta now, and <laughs> every any era that he was rap- rapping in, Skepta's there. Um, Heady One has to be in there. He just keeps releasing fucking bangers. Young T and Bugsy, I cannot forget about them. I fucking love them. They're fucking wavy. They're hard, man. Well, I've been following them from way all day at the beginning. Um, and fifth. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of a fifth. Maybe. Uh, I'll say H, because I really admire how he's, how he's managed his career and like the, the route he's took. And I think he's getting way better at his pop stuff as well. Cause I knew H a little bit before he blew and he was doing grime and he was proper, proper hard. I've really rated him. And obviously when you make the transition from, from grime and drill and underground stuff to pop, like I can feel a little bit generic, but I feel like he's really managed it and he's moved away from just being a pop star and be it like he's, he's been able to be himself through his pop, pop star. And that's what I really like about um, what H is doing to be honest. Yeah, I agree, man. He's um, and like yourself in that respect. I think I think you're both very authentic people, and it, it always shines through, man. I appreciate that. That's that's the aim, man. Just just always just that with him. I see it every single time. I see a video of him. I do a music video. He's just being himself. Like same with him. He's not claiming to come through and blast up a man's face and all that stuff. He's just being himself. He's a cheeky lad from Manchester. You know, he's a very likable guy, and he's just he's just being himself all the time. So uh, yeah, like I say. Um, that's what I like about him the most is that you can see that in everything he does whether it's music whether it's this whether it's that 
And do you listen to anyone that people maybe would be surprised that you listen to? Oh yeah, my music taste is is crazy. I could show you my phone right now. I, I range from like the darkest, darkest, most vile drill lyrics to Florence and the Machine <laughs> or 80s pop or 70s music. Like I listen to everything, bro. I listen to jazz music. I listen to classic music, like everything. That's where I get so many of my inspirations from. You'll see in the music I'm releasing, like one of the songs I've got next, the instrumental is actually a sample of a mariachi band. <laughs> it's just oh, like- Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like it's just, there's so many, so many different artists I listen to. I feel like as you get older, uh, people are just more open about like having yeah. that eclectic range of music because yeah. when you're younger, say you're like 13, 14, it's like, oh, what you used to, yeah, rap, grime. And like, you'd be embarrassed to have something, to start to have like some 80s band on your phone. But as you get older, like you realize now, it's cool to have loads of different tastes. <laughs> oh, I'll take so much pride in it now, man. You have to, you have to. All right, now I couldn't uh, end this conversation without mentioning Arsenal. I know you're a keen Arsenal fan. I can see the shirts up on the wall. Uh, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on right now? What needs to change? Oh, um, put me in charge. <laughs> put me in charge. I'll sit, sit around, man. There's so much that needs to be changed. Well, first thing that needs to be changed is just the attitude of the whole club. Second thing that needs to be. I don't know about Arteta to be honest with you. I just I can't. You know, he's he's a bit questionable for me. I want to believe in him, but I just feel like the way he's managing players, it's just not good enough for me. My management is just he's throwing players under the bus and like he's starting Bellerin over Maitland Niles and I just don't get it because Maitland Niles is clearly the better player. And it's just like I don't know, man. I don't know. But I have a little I do have a bit of hope. I do think it's just a shit start to the season. Because um, we saw at the back end of last season how well we were playing uh, under Arteta, and I do think that's possible to to make a permanent thing. I just hope that it happens, like we make it a permanent thing. Because otherwise, at a club like Arsenal, there's not enough time to be learning the trade. You either come in and fix it, or you're gone. So yeah, it's strange, right? Because it, things look so promising at the end of last season. Obviously, you won the FA Cup, and then you know, start of this season, you kind of won the Community Shield, even though it's only the Community Shield, but still, you know, um, you know, and things. Yeah, Liverpool, say again. Yeah, yeah Liverpool is always an achievement in itself. So, uh, I'm a Liverpool fan, so let's not go too much into that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, things look so promising. So why do you think it's gone so wrong now? Because he's he's had a win a transfer window. We brought on brought in a couple of good players. Um, I think it's it's because there's the, the the problems that Arsenal are deeper than just what's on the pitch, man. It's 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 a it's an identity thing. Like there's just a lot going left at the minute. Um, it's a little bit of a crisis to be honest with you. But I don't know. I do I do think because our like our squad is not as as dead as it's made out to be by our fans. Like a lot of people say we have a worse squad than play teams like West Ham. Like, that's not true. That's not true. If you look at our club, like we have players like Leno, who is a, a top goalkeeper, Party, who's a world-class midfielder, Gabriel, who will go on to be a world-class centre-back, Aubameyang, who is a, a world-class established forward. Like we've got more than enough good players in the squad to make more of what we're, we're doing now. It's just we're not we're not one. We're not together as a football team should be. There's no team at the minute. It's just football players playing on the pitch together. 
Yeah, I hear that. Like what you said about you know fans saying the teams, you know, not as, it's not as good as sorry. You're saying the teams better than what fans making out. I 100 agree with that because uh, you've got like Leicester and Southampton in the in the top four. Like, come on, Arsenal's squad is easily better than theirs. Yeah. Maybe not Leicester. You're... I can't lie. Maybe not Leicester. Mm. I think that we're a bit leveled there. Leicester have a good squad. Um, Vardy, world class forward. Madison, they have a creator in their team, which is what we're missing because we decided not to play not to to Ozil, but I'm not involved in that. Um, they've got uh, that Soyuncu, who's top five centre backs in the league. Casper uh, Schmeichel, who's a banging goalkeeper. So they're the same as us, really. Their squad is probably the same sort of strength as Arsenal is. Maybe we, maybe we probably are a little bit stronger, but they've just got a, a manager that they that they can trust. And a system that works for them. We haven't found that yet. So. Yeah. You're listening to the Get to Know So, what we're going to do now, uh, just to wrap things up, we're going to do the trivia section. So, uh, as an artist uh, and a grime enthusiast, your topic is grime. So, five questions. So, we'll see how you get on. Okay, I'm ready. All right, cool. First question. What album won the 2016 Mercury Prize? Was it A, Kano, Made in the Manor, B, Skepta, Konnichiwa, or C, Gigs, Landlord? Made in the manner. It was actually Skepta, Kanichiwa. I knew it, I knew it, man. I knew it. <laughs> made in the manner was something, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was a sick album that was. Bro, that was a good year, but man. Made in the manner 2016 was a bagging year for music. Best best year for music ever. Um yeah, Made in the Manor is actually my favourite album of all time. I swear. Mm-hmm. My number one album ever. Bro, yeah, that was a good year, man. I remember I went to uh, Bestival that year and um, oh, yeah. those three artists were all there. Bro, it was sick. Yeah. yeah, I remember Thursday night, Gigs was there. Friday night, Skepta. Sunday afternoon, yeah. Kano. I remember Kano performing Made in the Manor. Like, it was a banging day. The sun was yeah. shining, bro. The vibes are just... Bro, take me back, man. <laughs> all right, second question. Dizzy Rascal released Boy in the Corner in what year? A, 2003, B, 2004, C, 2005. Do you know what's mad? I thought it was 2001. 
Uh, Boy in the corner. It's not five. It's either three or four. I'm going to say three. 2003. That is correct. It was 2003. God, I need to skip one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take it. All right. So, next question. What song won Song of the Year at this year's GRM Rated Awards? Is it A, Tion Wayne, I don't know, featuring Stormzy and Dutch Avelli? B, D Block Europe, Home Pussy? Or C, Skepta, Young Ads and Chip, Ways? Oh, was it one of them three? I don't know why I thought it was Young T and Bugsy. Um... Oh, the GRM ones, I'm talking about the Mobos. Damn it. Uh, so it's out of ways. What sorry? What are the three options? It's ways. Home pussy. Or I don't know. I'm gonna say I don't know. That is correct. Well played. Okay. okay good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Bradley Wright Phillips famously clashed which Premier League footballer? I'm Lord of the Mics. Is it A, Wilfred Zaha, B, Jason Punchin, or C, Yannick Balassi? Something's telling me it's Yannick Balassi, but I'm so certain it's Jason Punchin. I'm going to say Jason Punchin. It's actually Yannick Balassi. Oh, I should have just called him <laughs> a button, I don't know why I did that. I, I remember seeing something about that as well. Oh, all right now last question who said these lyrics you ain't got love in north west or south and i'm an east boy you're a chief boy is it a dwe b kano or c wiley kano i already know that one (laughs) (laughs) i don't even need to tell you you got that one right (laughs) <laughs> all right man three out of five respectable very respectable I should, I should have you know what i count the balassi one as a half point i knew it i knew it deep down all right man yo that was sick um just before we go uh what do we have um sorry what do you have coming up for us to look forward to um 2021 we're taking over I'm going to leave it there. That's all I'm going to say. If you heard of me in 2020, you're going to know me in 2021. If you haven't heard of me in 2020, you're going to hear me in 2021. Next year, the stuff that we've got coming, just just wait. Just wait on it. That's all I'll say. A lot of music. That's all I'll, that's all I'll say. That's what you've got to look forward to. A lot of music. Good, man. I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear what's coming from you. Um, I appreciate yeah, it. man. Obviously, Timo Werner was banging like other tracks. People need to go and check those out. Check out the YouTube freestyles for days. And yeah, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out. And um, I, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Appreciate that, my guy. Thanks for having me on the show. Man. No problem, man. You're a great guest, man. And, and yeah, pick up yourself. I love for that, bro. All right, safe. <laughs> Okay, so that was Bouds. Big him up, man. I really enjoyed that interview.
keep an eye out for his music. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. It's Bowds underscore. That's B-O-W-D-Z underscore. Again, that will be in the notes. Alright, so before we finish, I have another show to recommend for you. And this show is Ozark. Ozark is definitely in my top 10 shows. Like, I love this show. Can't recommend it enough. So basically, what happens is a man's business partner gets into trouble with the mafia. And Marty um, ends up moving to the Ozarks. Uh, to launder money for them now people say it's a bit of a slow burner but personally I disagree with that because in the first episode a man gets thrown off a fifth floor balcony and it's like come on like what more do you want but yeah man check it out you can find that on Netflix there are three series I think it's 10 episodes per series and the episodes are about an hour sick show man They've announced that the next series is actually going to be the last one. Mixed feelings about that, to be honest, because I'm down for a show that knows when to end and doesn't drag out. But I feel like this show just has more legs to it, man. It could go on for another few series. The writing is incredible. Yeah, man, sick show. You need to watch that. All right, man, that's it from me. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with another one. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Follow the show on Twitter. It's Get To Know Pod. On Instagram, that is Get To Know Podcast underscore. And I hope to see you again soon. Once again, shout out Jurgen Klopp. Shout out Larry David. Big up Sadio Mane. Rest in peace, Ned Stark. Safe.